Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show that's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. Get that 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello, Michael Normanson's here. Hello. So is Moscow White. Daniel Chapman. Hello. This is Propaganda, the show where we find out what is being said about Leeds, both by you and by the opposition fans. Let's start with you then. We sent out our feedback form to our TSB Plus subscribers to say uh, what we should have talked about, what we talked about well, badly, anything in between. Feedback. Where should we start? Sheer joy? Because it was a very, very happy weekend. Suggested by Simon D. And I think it's it's a fair starting point because it was great, wasn't it? And I just kept reflecting on it through the whole weekend and watching the goals back from the, I enjoyed the club putting out the, all the angles one again, watched that several times over, just reveling it all, retweeting loads of people who said we were shit earlier in the season, all that sort of stuff. It's just been, a, it's been a, I don't know we were already safe, but it was one of those weekends where we've, we're not only safe, it's like, this is a marker of how good we can be. Very good. Uh, Simon points out, yeah, the away end would have been mental. I hadn't thought about that until you mentioned it on the match board, right towards the back end. And that actually introduced a note of sadness into the whole thing. Because up to that point, I was giddy, as you well know. Cause I you do were try, too. I tried to do that. Drag us all down <laughs> to your level. It was one of those things that I you kind of imagine it from away days of old where I can imagine getting back into Leeds on the train, then you're straight out and you're sort of joining people who've been watching it in Leeds and there's just a really good atmosphere everywhere. And it's... yeah. It just would be one of those days that kind of rolls on, whereas... Oh, because it was an early kickoff as well, so it could have been all afternoon, couldn't it? Whereas just sitting on your phone watching clips of it was fun, but not anything like as much fun as just being out and we've dragged feeling, t- feeling we've, leads. We've dragged the tone right down now. We shouldn't have done that. Let's talk about which one was better, this or Swansea. That's a tough one. Swansea was promotion, but I was rationalising it. We got promoted by beating a load of bullshit, like fucking Reading, Bristol City. Like, if you can't beat them... When Bielsa was saying the other week about how, you know, if the team I had couldn't get promoted out of the championship, you know, I shouldn't take any credit for that because obviously they should get promoted. And you're thinking, well, that's not being very nice about our glorious promotion campaign. But then you get to this game and you think, well, there's 400 million pounds of Manchester City out there that we've just gone and beaten and we drew with them earlier in the season. Isn't this better? than beating fucking Millwall. Yeah, well, Did we beat Millwall? We lost to Millwall, didn't Probably. We, we beat everybody. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. I tend to look now at the championship table when an idle moment strikes, and I just look down at it and think, fuck off, all of you. So you what I'm pathetic. saying is... Look at that club. Listen, let, let's, let's do a roster from top to bottom, shall we? Or do you want to go... 24 teams. Should we go t- 24 upwards? Wickham, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham, Coventry, Derby, Huddersfield, Birmingham, Blackburn, Preston, Forest. Bristol City, Luton, Stoke, QPR, Borough, Millwall, Cardiff, Reading, Bournemouth, Barnsley, Swansea, Brentford, Norwich, and Watford. I got the last two the wrong way around because I panicked. 
bollocks, all of it. And the big point is, so after this game, you're talking about getting back into Leeds and getting on the beers. Get the open top bus back out. That's what should have happened on Saturday. And I always say to people, going, oh, no, it's Tim Pot celebrating a win over a, a just Man City, you know, that makes you look smaller. Don't fucking care. Get the bus out. Let's have a party. Yeah, I like it when fans try and score points about how you're celebrating a really good victory. It was only the B team. Yeah, the fucking the B team that cost more than most, like, you could probably put all those teams in the championship together and they would cost less than the team that Manchester City had on the pitch. Well, so let's have a trophy. <laughs> let's have a bus. Let's have a parade. Yeah, the team Man City had out would probably still finish in the top four. More expensive than our football so, club. More expensive than our football club at the recent valuation for the share sale. Very true. And this was pointed out actually by Brammers on the feedback saying is that we didn't we did it without any of the traditional shithousing tactics. It was defensive because it, it kind of had to be after going down to 10 men. But the, the he talks about the dark arts from master tactician Dean Smith and Perry Perry Burnley. We weren't <laughs> we weren't doing that though, were we? We weren't particularly wasting time. We were defending and defending well and trying to score when we had the opportunity to do. As I mentioned, I think on the match ball, I actually enjoyed it more when we were defending than when we went forward because when we went forward, it left us exposed to the back a little bit more. But yeah, the game plan actually came in for uh, a lot of attention from a number of people. Anthony, Paul, Paul and Mike all um, picked out various uh, aspects of it. Anthony, do you agree with this? He said we championship to Premier League team. Um, to an ex- I mean, to an extent, it's what teams aimed to do against us last season, isn't it, when we were a lot better. And Paul did unfortunately dragged me back to a dark place and it reminded me a lot of that horrible Wigan game where they got a man sent off scored two and then we failed to score for ages with cross, failed crosses and pot shots there was no need for that was there we were robbed that day it was slightly different to what used to happen to us because we as we mentioned on the match ball there was not the big man up front holding it up and trying to nick one you know if we'd still had Chris Wood that would have been the tactic you, Sean Dyke leave him up front on his own and, and hit him and hope he, hope he nicks one Whereas in Bielsa's mind, Pat Bamford was probably the player in our starting eleven least likely to nick a goal. Whereas, as we saw in the end, it's Stuart Dallas running through. It's Helder Costa. It's <laughs> played, a fal- played a false nine, false ten and a false eight. Well, yeah, I mean, because where Bamford is useful if he's not scoring goals, it's impressing the other team's centre-backs and kind of pushing them back. It's His job is to kind of occupy them both. If those two are standing in our half, then you may as well have a defender there and then play with the wingers on the break and it worked him a lot better so it was like some of the championship shithousing but it was a refined shithousing Bielsa's reaction to it was nice as well because we used to have people like what was he called the gargoyle fella at Swansea yeah. I, always, I always want to call him Graham Potter that's not who he is is it Steve Cooper that's yeah. his name coming out and saying oh well a perfectly executed game plan whereas we had Bielsa basically pissing himself laughing saying Man City deserves to win probably but <laughs> We, we <laughs> and, and none of that was the plan which is there's been some um, the Athletic have got it sounds like they've got a source in the dressing room at Leeds now saying that they had trained that kind of very defensive performance during the week ahead of the City match and you could kind of see because if you remember the first half before Cooper got sent off we weren't like ourselves we were down on possession everything was blocks and tackles we were back not to the extent that we were in the second half so when Bielsa says that the uh the plan is not to have a player sent off and defend and try and win that way. It's true. But I think it sounds like there is also, you know, if you want to pedantically look at the other side, there's also some truth in he did set us up with the idea that we were not going to be dominating possession. So 
how are we going to win under those circumstances? I love but that. it wasn't Pat Bamford coming off before the first. No, that's true. Half wasn't the plan. I just I love the entire principle that we are evolving and getting better. And even the old master, that you know, the genius that is Bielsa, is learning. And actually, it's flagged up by Mike. There, he says every week we seem to learn something new about the character of the team and how much they're learning this season. And I did say that in the run up to this. This will be, be another interesting benchmark in the same way that the two Leicester fixtures were, and this one as well to to win this was just absolutely brilliant. Aiden and Matt both picked out the defence as well for particular attention. And Urente, who's, he seems to have, should we say, ironed out the slightly mad wrinkles that he's got. I really like his madness. That little twinkle of madness he's got in his eye. He's and put he's... all those slightly mad wrinkles on Dallas's forehead. Yes. <laughs> who, was the, who was the one who played the mad pass to Cock on the edge of the box when, it, when he did his little Phillips. flick? Phillips scooped it, didn't he? Yeah. Was that Phillips? Yeah. To have the confidence to do that. Jesus. To scoop it in your own area. Just think, I'm just going to, I can see he's in at least an inch of space on the edge of the box. I'm going to give it to him at an awkward height and he can deal with it. Just thinking, then, thinking back to when we were, you were talking on the, on the extra ball with Matt Abbott about playing for the uh, supporters team. Away! And it'd be somewhere over in a canal somewhere. Yeah, that's a, that's out for a throw in every, <laughs> every single day of the week. And then Cox's reaction is, well, all right, Calvin, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do this. And let's see who can how silly we can get this before the ball actually goes away. Llorente seems to just be Fucking loving it. I don't know what it is about him if he always played like this for um, Real Sociedad, but something about the way he plays is just, he's really enjoying himself. And although you could maybe point the finger at him for playing City on side for their equaliser, everything else, absolutely brilliant. And even that was like about a centimetre. There is a lot of joy in this team. Don't you agree? Like there are quotes in the paper today. I've seen it um, photographed and posted um, on the internet. Stuart Dallas quoted as saying that the club, that the, the team, sorry, are praying that Bielsa signs a new deal because they're having a bloody great time of it, and I think we are too. That's this is a very much a shared experience. This isn't it? It is. It's beyond our imagination of, of a few years ago, isn't it? That things would be as good as this. That we would be firmly established in the Premier League, beating the top sides with a team we can all actually like, playing brilliant football. Think of Heckingbottom. I know we've we'll come on to him later, <laughs> but think of when Heckingbottom was here and. It's inconceivable that things could change as quickly as they have. Yeah, You'd think at best we would get up and be kicking around 17th, 16th place, hoping to stay up. Whereas as it is, we're, we're pretty much taking the piss of it at the moment. Matt singles out the um, the point you just made there. Uh, when El Loco parks the bus, he keeps the engine running and the handbrake off. That's a great line, is that? That's very much um, a good description of what happened. Fantastic. Nice work there, Matt. And uh, the maligned, Alioski and Costa are singled out by a number of people um, for their contributions to to that performance. And yeah, Alioski's decision-making is questionable at the best of times. I think that's very, very fair. But he was the next pass in that sequence on the edge of the area when Phillips scoops it, cockback heals it, and then he does a sort of half volley into the ground, doesn't he, to get it out of that area and back into midfield, does Alioski. And not to mention that ridiculous through ball. It was absolutely fantastic. The decisions were all quite simple in this game because there wasn't the expansive football to be played. He didn't have to come up with anything complicated. Defending is, can focus the mind. And I think it was a little bit like when um, Berardi first came into Bielsa's team because Pontus Janssen was away at the World Cup. And I was like, oh, Berardi playing for Bielsa, what's that going to be like? And it turned out to be absolutely perfect because his instructions were really simple and really clear and were absolutely in things that he could do. And Bielsa always... His coaching principle is make the player do the things that we know that they can do and do them better and things that they'd maybe not realise they could do, but all things that they can do. And Alioski only had to do things that he can do and do them with absolute commitment. And then that through ball, he has got that in his locker. It just doesn't happen 
very often, maybe because there's too much going on and he gets distracted by the flashing lights and whatever. But um, in that moment, there was really only one pass to play and he did it absolutely perfectly. It's a, it's a superb pass. And that's what Jim O picked out. Thank you, James. Um, Patrick McCormack was the one who said, uh, are we undervaluing his contribution to the team? And Helder Costa was good as well. Yeah, Nigel Searle picks out Helder Costa, says great performance, winning tackles and help set up both goals with key passes, much maligned by me uh, included, but give him credit. Patrick McCormack as well asking how much it would cost to replace Alioski. And it's it's kind of difficult when he has a bad week. I think we're about to find out. But when he has a bad week, I feel like we all go, oh, well, Leif Davis can do it. It'll probably be fine. Or Cody Drama can switch sides or something. It'll be done without any consideration. But he has done well for us, hasn't he? He has essentially been our left back now for the three best seasons of the recent history. And I, and I know it's a bit of a, a Leeds United tradition to when we're doing well to still be st- struggling at left back. You've got to have, you know, Haddock. Kamara, Whitlow, all filling in there. You've got to have Ian Hart. Glenn Snodden. <laughs> struggling there. Andy Hughes playing at left-back, though. You know, we we have done well in the past with with people who are not really left-backs, and that has continued this season. But I guess the thinking with Alioski would be that you can get away with it in the Championship. You can't get away with it against Man City. But we, we did. did. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. It's just not possible every week. And I don't know about the price to replace Alioski like for like would be one thing, but we may see the impact next season, hopefully, of like a twenty million pound left back if there is such a thing. I'll not say this'll go on one of those fucking footy headlines website. <laughs> Podcaster says Leeds spent to spend twenty million pounds on left back. No. Spending a lot of money in that position will be interesting and then comparing it to Alioski might not well, you know. Just don't go we'll to Galatasaray right, and we can all be delight with delighted Stay. with your work so Stay. far. You know, I know he wants a big pay rise. He could probably get one. He could play like, some team in the Europa League or something might want him. But if he was still hanging around the squad next season, you wouldn't mind because you know he can come in and play like this. That's the thing, though, is that he probably wants football more than anything because... Well, he can't have it. Well, well stay and because just watch. Because he's played the majority of a Premier League season in one position or another and to suddenly find yourself behind the new expensive shiny toy is not going to be something he's going to want to do. Because the other thing as well, he's played most of a Premier League season and we're still going, well, he's not very good, is he? <laughs> well, he's, I mean, I do, you know, I do, a season in the Premier League, yeah, he's all right. That's true. I do think he needs replacing, though. You've got to say that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the pole principle. He needs replacing with, we need to go Dorigo level. It needs to be that jump from Glintsnodden to Tony Dorigo. And just in case the club are listening to this, I still will be comparing whoever does come in at left back to Tony Dorigo because he was the finest. During my life. Did some fine work during this game as well, did Tony DeRigo? He did. He sounded like he was having a really good time. Sheer joy, I think, is the right way to to phrase it there as we uh, had, I think it was the vinegar strokes, was it, <laughs> was it we got on the uh, on the recording with Bryn, which was fantastic, by the way. I really enjoyed that, just the enthusiasm. And, and as we said to Bryn when we spoke to him, to muster up that level of energy when you're in an empty stadium is phenomenal. I but, am missing the LUTV commentary, I have to say. I enjoyed the complete bias of it at the end of last season, whereas now you've got to watch it on Sky or whatever and it's... It's not quite as good, is it, generally speaking? I know the, we had Lucy Ward this week, didn't we, which gives it a bit of a Leeds edge, but I quite enjoy the fact that there was virtually no attempt to talk about the opposition last season. But no, Lucy Ward did a fantastic job as well, um, despite leanings massively towards Leeds, which is a really, really good co-commentator. really enjoyed her input into all that. And then the other feed that was out there had Peter Drury on it, and that was always, of course, worth listening. He enjoyed the goal as well. Yes. Was, we sometimes complain about media bias and sometimes... We always complain about media bias and, you know, Karen Carney is the figure she has become. But then you you look around who is actually commentating on Leeds games. It's Lucy Ward, it's 
Radio Leeds is Peter Drury with former Leeds left back Jim Beglin and um, Chris Kamara is in the studio giving his opinion and then Danny Mills ruins it all. Mm. But there's a lot of, um, there is a lot of love out there for us when it comes together. There's also a lot of love for Bielsa. Loads of people picked him out on the feedback. Kim wants us to uh, give some love for his wonky glasses, which are brilliant. Whether it's the, you know, the E17 style hat or the wonky glasses, he does become more lovable. He's becoming eccentric grandad more and more by the week, isn't he? And Martin putting out as well his his non-reaction to going ahead with 10 men in injury time is one of the greatest in history. He looks away as if he went for a goal kick, yeah. which is a nice touch. I wonder if that's what was behind the expression on Guardiola's face when they embraced at the final whistle, because it was very brief, but Guardiola kind of turned away as if, that guy's insane. There was something on Guardiola's face as if he just looked into the eyes of madness. Like, I don't know what's going on there. I'm just going to go down the tunnel and cry. <laughs> don't don't neglect uh, Kim's closing comment. Who says, God, I love that man more than my children and my husband. If it's any consolation, Kim, I love that man more than your children and your husband too. Uh, Liam, I need to close on this. It says, that Bielsa smile during the press conference, which just, it tugs on the heartstrings, doesn't it? And before we close this bit out, let's just go back to the thing we haven't talked about yet, which actually dominated the halftime chat. VAR, Cooper, Sterling, Baldock, red cards. Do you know what? Should we not talk about it? Do you know why? Because it's shit. All of it's shit. And it's irrelevant because we won and it made the victory better. But you're not letting us talk about it. So why, why look at me as if I'm going to say something? But the VAR, right, so we've got compared with, what is it, that Burnley player kicking somebody's head off the next day. The problem is, for me, not that those two decisions got different outcomes, is that they both went through VAR and got different outcomes. And as I said on the match ball, if, VAR hadn't intervened on Saturday and Liam Cooper had been sent off by the referee just said that tackle was out of control, late, you've hit him above the knee, I've seen it all, red card, probably would have gone fine. Equally, yellow card, probably would have gone, oh, he's quite lucky to get away with that one, it's a pretty bad tackle, yellow card's probably fair, that's all right. And then same thing with the Burnley one. If the referee had gone red card, I probably would have gone fine. If it said yellow card, whatever, play on consistency has become the thing that everybody wants and that means that when two things are going through VAR and coming out with a different decision, everybody's furious. Whereas you kind of want more, what's the word, believability or just kind of, I can't think of the the word for it because I'm terrible with... Is it authenticity? Something like that you're going for? Something like that. Just the referee making an honest decision, not an honest decision because that implies that they're cheating, just a, a decision you can believe in. Yeah. is fine. And leaving the margin of error to the person watching it happen and letting them make the decision. Because what's not happening is we're not getting consistent decisions by going to a, a video referee. Video referees are looking at it and going, I don't fucking know either. So you may as well just, if as long as you have a referee making a decision that seems reasonable and w- is within a window of kind of, yeah, that's that's fine under those circumstances, that would be better. I feel like the annoyance as well with with the Baldock one and then this week is that you're giving a lot of responsibility to the the VAR person who has to then say to the ref, take a look at this. Because if he says on both occasions, if he says, take a look at the Baldock one, the ref views it and says, yellow card for that one, even if he doesn't send him off, at least you know that the VAR person has said to the referee on the pitch, this is worth taking a look at. Whereas because he didn't even look at it, presumably the someone who's watched multiple replays of that and gone, that's absolutely fine. And it's not fine, is it? It's mm. very clearly it, an absolute minimum is a yellow card. So why why you would not 
ask the referee to look at it and you would ask a referee to look at this one it's very hard to know how that decision is yeah. reached and and again it's about accountability isn't it and the fact that they're not airing the audio between the two if the refs are accountable it might make it a little bit easier to stomach because at least you would understand the process then a little bit it, more and that's where leaving the video part out of it is because you can understand a referee looking at something in real time and making a decision and getting it wrong you can understand that or a decision that you don't agree with because the Cooper one as I keep saying is kind of on the line where red or yellow you probably end up arguing about it based on your club colours and, and either decision would in the cold light of day probably be fine but it's when there is then that you know that there's this process going on where people are discussing it and watching it and you're not privy to that. If it's all in the referee's head, fine, it's the referee's just made a choice and I can deal with that. Whereas this group of Leeds-hating bastards... <laughs> well, the offside doesn't affect the red cards, but the offsides might change sooner than you think because they are getting into a, a stage now, and it was our mate Wayne, hello Wayne, who sent me an article on ESPN that they are soon going to have fully automated uh, or it'll be like semi-autonomous offsides. So the computer will be tracking players in real time and it can perform far faster than the cameras in the ground do. You know, the way that they're trying to draw pixels on moving pictures and it will tell you in real time whether the players are offside or not. It will bring up more marginal decisions, but it will get them right more often than not. I only want that if the assistant referees on the lines are replaced by actual robots and it has to be the robot from Lost in Space. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now the bit that everybody's been waiting for, where we hear from the Man City fans. Now, I'm experiencing this for the first time, so I'm very, very excited. I haven't heard these clips yet. They're just a bunch of clips in front of me right now. So where do we start with this, then? Who's picked this one? Man City Fan TV. It's not a clip of the game, this. It's just a very short clip, just to get you used to what you're going to be hearing, accent-wise, and you can choose. Is it going to be like Moscow's mank voice on uh, the match ball? It's, it's more mank than you can ever imagine. But just, is, just so you know, you're aware of what you're going to be hearing, and if you want to turn off now, you can do. Yeah, it, it's a little bit like if you caught somebody with a, a cigarette, a child, making them smoke the entire pack and seeing if they like it. So this is, this is to see if, you want to, if you're going to enjoy the rest of propaganda. Oh, good pressing there, man, sitting. Gabby's away here. Torres is through here. If he plays it, go on, Gabby. Gab, that's greedy. Sorry? Gabby, greedy. What did he just say? He said it, Gabby, it's greedy. 
Wow. So we we couldn't delve any further into that that channel. It's a lot. Whereas we uh, we decided instead to rewind to uh, City Extra, who we dealt with quite a lot on the um, the previous podcast when they were hanging around in a kind of computer generated bar that they don't seem to have used for this one. They've also um, it's two lads. They had one guy sort of quietly in the background for the Ellen Road game. They seem to have ditched him, and uh, the two of them they've started calling each other bro, which they weren't doing for the the game at Elland Road. I'm sure there was no bro business, but now they can barely get us through a sentence. I don't know if somebody's, if they've been on Who Do You Think You Are and they found out that they're related <laughs> or something and now they have to do this. But um, Small gene pool. Well, it was that's, confusing that's Manchester well. for you. Actually, they ditched the bar, but they appear to be on separate webcam, webcams, but almost in the same bedroom, Yeah, they're, confusing. they're definitely sitting next to each other. You can see, <laughs> and sometimes they kind of look across, but they do a, <laughs> they do a split screen thing. But, just use one camera, lads. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe it is, and they've just got one of those office partitions between them and you just can't tell. Anyway, this is their uh, their view of Liam Cooper's red card as it's happening. The City players are not happy. Fernandinho, Mendy, Sterling, all surrounding the referee. I'm going to have a second look at this, Bray. Oh! Oh! oh that's the worst tackle I've ever seen! Bray! Oh, my God! I can't watch it, bro. Oh, oh I can't watch it. <laughs> What's that? Oh, that's a disgraceful tackle. That has to be reviewed, surely. It's never... The, the, his, his foot's on his knee. He could have ended his career, man. That's Bro, a disgrace. I'm not saying it's not. Don't get at me, innit? That is, a, that terrible, is a terrible tackle. shocker. That is a shocking tackle. The only issue is... If that doesn't even get reviewed... That's, that's, that's my issue, bro. We're now relying on VAR to actually even look at it. If that doesn't get reviewed, then this game is gone. This game is gone. That is... Oh, oh my, I can't my watch it, bro. God, it's making me feel bro. sick. Have you got a bin in here? Oh. Oh, my, oh, oh, my God, bro. Oh. It is bad. It is bad. Oh, Gabby, bro. I hope he's all right, because that is bad. Do the right thing, Andre. Lads, I'm struggling here already. Oh, you got a bin in here. Oh, sorry, gonna be sick. Not lads, sorry, bros. You got I'm, a bin in here. I'm, uh, I'm struggling. Can we, can we just pause this for a bit? I need to go get some fresh air. <laughs> Coupon, Coupon. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad tackle, but it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad, was it? The slow mo replay made it look fairly bad, but equally, he was up fairly quickly, wasn't he? I think I'm sure by the time they're coming to terms with the end of his career and well, the, le- to puke in a bin. the leg amputation that he's surely facing. I mean, it's, not, it's no David Boost, is it, at Old Trafford? No, it's, it's fine, isn't it? Game's gone soft if you can't do that. They um they actually, at half-time, some people do start uh, feeding back to them on their, their stream saying it it wasn't that bad, and so they they um they insist it was. And we've got this thing that we had with um, City Extra at the other game where the little bro... Of the two, who's is, he the, is he the scrappy do? I know he was. Yeah. They, they were uncle and nephew, but he still can't get out of the habit of just agreeing with everything that his big bro says. Yes, he got the ball. I'm aware that he got the ball, but he went straight through him. Look at that foot. Look at the foot. You can't do that. That no. is, you can't do that. And for people that are saying that you're biased <laughs> and that, just reverse the situation, oh right, God. and put Cancelo on it that's against one of your players. Out. You'd be saying that's red card. That, I honestly legitimately believe that people are just like baiting us in it. You know what I mean? If they're people, saying that's yeah, people must card, be baiting us, and people are saying that we're biased in it. But we ain't biased because we didn't want the we didn't want the red card. That is not a thing. That that's funny. That that's funny. <laughs> Look at the foot. Look at the foot. Got his foot. Look at the foot. Foot. Look at the foot, bro. His foot. People are baiting us. <laughs> I agree. They're just baiting us. People are baiting us. The foot. It is an odd thing with the watch-alongs that you do. You do see like Man United fans popping up on them and stuff just to annoy Man City fan TV or whatever. It's City Extra, which is a weird thing to do in itself to 
to watch a watch along of a team you're not bothered about just to annoy them. But I mean, I've just about come to terms with the fact that it could have been a red card. Look at the foot. These Man City fans seem to want charges outside of a football pitch, don't they? They want, they want an attempted murder on Cooper. I did quite like as well that they, um, when they switched it round, they immediately knew which player of theirs to go for. Switch it round, imagine it's Consuelo. Because he's obviously the Consuelo. one who would do it. Whatever it um, anyway, the winner. I mean, oh, three minutes of injury time. Three minutes. Is that enough time? Of course it is. It could be enough time to, for them to get a oh, goal. No, 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 They're no, in behind. No, 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 They're in behind. No, 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 that's what happens when you miss chances, guys. That's oh. what happens when you miss chances. We did it against Dortmund. We had about three or four chances to score there. And we we ended up coming away with a 2-1 win. And today we've missed our chances <laughs> and we've lost the game. Because we are not clinical enough. Spend £150 million on Haaland because this club has too many players who just can't score. Dortmund. Chances again, Dortmund. I mean, they're about to win four trophies this season, so their problems are not—they're not that bad, are they? No, that's why this descended into laughter rather than the. They were very angry when we drew with them earlier in the season because it was all. If you remember, the story at the start of the season was that Pep, and in fact, it's the next channel that we're going to GSGC. I'm sure is the one where they they came up with them. Um, Pep just wasn't over his mum dying of coronavirus, and therefore they should not renew his contracts because they weren't going to win anything. And he was the problem. He's, he's lost his touch. And you remember he was playing Sterling. He's not a winger. That's but whereas they've all re- kind of uh, reconciled themselves now to the fact that oh Sterling is out of farm. So Sterling's <laughs> no longer the answer. The only answer they've got left is spend hundred and fifty million on Ireland. I know there is a very real danger if we ever come into big money, and we you know we don't know what's going to happen with the Forty ers and whether they will put the resources. I hope we never become like this. I don't think they're going to spend hundred and fifty million pounds on Haaland, Much as I wish they would. That's no. it. I mean, no. Bamford's fine, isn't he? It's just... Bamford it, can run properly. That's sort of the advantage he's got over um, Erling. <laughs> I mean, Man City have won... Is this, does this make it 25 wins out of 27 or 20? Something, like, uh, that, something yeah. like that. So They're generally fine. Your, your squad is, is coping, lads, <laughs> I would say. Too many players who can't score. But you're only, what, the, the 14 points clear at the top, is it? Something like that. Yeah. And almost through in the Champions League in the Carabao Cup final. Well, if they missed those chances against Dortmund. Hey, what this needs is more mank accents. So can we hear from JSGC? He's not as mank, this guy. He's more of kids TV presenter, which I quite like. And I, I enjoyed the just the little bit of hope and optimism in his. This is again going into the final minutes. Am I going to hear the mank, Mr. Tumble? Fernandinho <laughs> wins the header and it's a good save from the keeper. So it'll be injury time then. Time is up. Really Three poor. minutes is what it is. I said really it would be. Really Three minutes. There's maybe one or two opportunities left in this game. I think Leeds will just take the time. In fact, I, I, I would probably go as far to say, and we'll see what Leeds do with this. Good pass forward. He's in. He's in. He's in. He goal. Second shot. Second goal. City have lost this game. Oh, oh, oh. Dallas with his second goal. <laughs> two shots. Goal two goals. Two shots, two shots on target and two goals. It's 2-1 leads. It's a loss for Manchester City. We've been shithoused here. That's not very good, is it, boys and girls? <laughs> well done, Stuart Dallas. <laughs> that kid's TV voice is very 
it's it's very TV presenter, isn't it? Welcome, yeah. Well, Dick and Dom in the shit house. <laughs> that that is what people do when they think they're being a presenter. I think is that, is that what I do? Well, he does do the. <laughs> he does do some. He's the one who uh, last time he had those kids sending him um, death threats videos from underneath the duvet in Arizona and stuff. That incredibly depressing sounding lads. I don't know if he's come back with a another video sending him. It was like um the city drawing. With the lead, him. Oh, it's yeah, that, that channel. Yeah. yeah, so he has to do those links. Give me some more, come on. <laughs> Esteem company. This guy's not too manky either. Though he does sell pictures of his own face on a mug, which I found a little bit odd. When you look at the merch underneath that's for sale. I mean, I'm quite prepared to whore off our merch, but nobody needs to see my face on a mug. Could be one of those... Uh, you know those racy ones where you, when you put your hot drink in, the clothes come off. I was thinking you were going to say... Do one of them for no, you. nobody needs that, really. I was thought you were going to say a Toby jug or something could like be, that. Yeah, could be a way to improve people's diet at breakfast, <laughs> just the cornflakes go straight in the bin. Well, if this guy's face is selling that many mugs, maybe we should be putting his face on our mugs. Yeah, fair point. Thought it was a red card then, did he, esteemed company? That's a terrible challenge. That's a leg breaker. Is he giving it? He's going off, isn't he? He's giving him off. Right call, right call. I'm sorry, that's a red, that's a red, it's the right call. It's, just, it's I'm sorry, like, Cooper, I'm sure you're not a bad person, pal, but that's a shocking challenge, a genuinely shocking challenge. You can't complain about that, I'm sorry. If he's legs planted and he gets a little bit lower, that's a broken leg. Never a red. What the hell are you on about if that's not a red, man? Like, you know, how is that not a red? Not manky enough for my tastes, mm. that one in particular, but I will say this, I can't be the only person who has thought, do you know what? If you're going to get a red, make it worthwhile. Actually break his leg next time. Does it say something about us as Leeds fans that we all watch that tackle and we're like, fine. <laughs> Whereas everybody else seems to think it's an absolutely shocker. It's the new Harold Schumacher. It's a disgrace <laughs> and every level leg breaker. And we was like, good, good, firm, fair challenge. <laughs> maybe, maybe a free kick yellow card at most. I think it's five years of defending Berardi. It's made us <laughs> just completely... Immune to the violence on a football pitch. Should we hear the reaction to the winner from uh, esteemed company, though? It was nice, this one, as well, because he, when they equalised, he was kind of saying, I told you, I told you everyone, everyone's panicking. No need to panic, we're, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. And then we, we went and scored. <laughs> Spoiler alert, you're not. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Oh, football, you're a dick sometimes, football. My God, football is a pain in the arse sometimes. <laughs> Ah, oh, two shots on target, both goals. It's like watching us last season. Um, one of those days, one of those days. Ridiculous. Football is a stupid game. A stupid, stupid game. What more can I say other than fuck off? Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll get his face on a mug with the slogan, football is a dick. <laughs> I'd buy that mug. Don't even know what he looks like. We will turn to Steve Nicholl in a second, who has, in many ways has become the totem of this feature. He's the king of it all. But He's please, what we, who we want to hear from on a big day of joy, I, isn't it? Yeah, particularly when the emotions are running high, you know, you've got blood pumping through your veins. We'll hear from him in a second. But before we get there, let's hear from somebody else first. Robbie Savage makes an appearance. Yes! And, and he wasn't he wasn't meant to, particularly. It was I was trying to find clips of people talking about this game, pundits, fans and all that. And he came up at the start of this clip and I got through the first 10 seconds and there was so much Robbie Savage noise within it. I just clipped out this little bit and didn't watch the rest. Stop. Yeah, 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 hello, hello. Hello. I'm caught yeah, yeah. him well. Yeah, you are. Well, a season with me and look how he's come along. 
what was that? <laughs> Football. <laughs> that, turned, that turned into the guy from Police Academy. What's his name? Is it Bobcat Goldthwaite? <laughs> was that just a kickoff? <laughs> Game started. Robbie Savage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's enough of Robbie. Uh, yeah, let's bring it down. More notch. miserable. Oh dear me, uh, Steve Nichol. Then what's he taken from this uh, this exciting game of Premier League football? That it was just about inevitable that it was going to be played. It, this is great. Listen, there's a reason why we play the games um, because <laughs> on paper, uh, obviously, this is this is a home win for Manchester City, uh, and if you look at the stats. Other than the two goals, it should have been a home win for Man City. But listen, that's that's football. You know, you can have all the ball and all the shots and everything else, but if you don't make it count and the opposition defend for their lives and the goalkeeper makes saves, um, then these things happen. And uh, it was it was something to watch. Uh, actually, two one. It could have been three. You know, the Leeds had two shots at goal. They scored two goals, but. Mm. Just before they got that second, Rafinha had a chance. He was one-on-one with, with Edison. Uh, so, listen, good game to watch. But, I mean, the best team lost. But that's football. <laughs> One of the greatest games I've ever seen. Ours. It was something to watch. At least it's not about a dead Prince Philip. It's like he's just got so sick of watching that. He's just gone. I've got something to watch. Well, that's what I love. It's that. It's just that tone of complete and utter exasperation in his voice. But no matter what it is, whether it's a brilliant game or a crap game, he just sounds exasperated and like he doesn't want to be here. It's as if he's just clicked through every channel on yeah. his TV and just got. Oh, should we just leave that on? <laughs> Talking pictures, TV. There might there might be some better film after this. <laughs> like it's escaped to the country or something. Just oh, well, or in a bed. Yeah, I'll just come dine with me. Just that. Leave it on in the background. We'll watch it on. It's all because his wife has probably hidden the matches, so his other <laughs> form of entertainment is closed off to him. Oh, you know, something to watch. We've got, we've got one more clip to do, and is he actually is he praising us here? He is, but he's making it sound so thoroughly depressing <laughs> that your brain doesn't process it as praise because of the tone in which it is delivered. It sounds like he's describing the, the death of a, a family pet or like a really expensive car bill that he's just been handed. You know, coming into the Premier League, all the talk about Leeds was the physical side of the game, how they, from the first whistle to the last, are at it 100 miles an hour. And and that's, listen, the organisation's there, no question, the style of play's there, but a lot of it has to do with their physical um, attributes and they don't have to use them well. I mean, the, the, the second goal today, you talk about, you know, Dallas for, what, 90 minutes? Probably covered every single blade of grass. He he defended. He tried to get forward. He scored the first goal as well. And to have the legs after 90 minutes of defending pretty much, to sprint forward and outpace the likes of Stones uh, and then finish off the nice camp finish through the goalkeeper's legs tells you the physical condition they're in. Now, I don't, I don't mean to sound as though they don't have ability. They do. But the truth is, the way this team, team plays, it does rely on good physical shape and my goodness we saw that today I like the way he says legs 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 the same as when he says stats stats a little bit of music in his voice comes in apart from that dreary as fuck there's been a breath of fresh air but I mean why what's the point why breathe what's the point this is it who booked him who at ESPN thought 
I know he'll, he'll get the uh, the American audiences flocking to English soccer. If that's praise, I would hate to hear him criticising some. Mind you, it would all be delivered in exactly the same way, wouldn't it? Imagine him speaking to his kid. Oh, well done on getting your degree in medicine. Uh, but think about all that debt and all the sick seven people. Seven years. You've wasted seven years. You've got all those sick people you're going to meet every single day. They're all going to die. You'll die as well. <laughs> Hopefully sooner rather than later. All this stuff about corona and fresh air, keep the windows shut and bring on death. <laughs> Great three points anyway, wasn't it? <laughs> Cheers, Steve. I mean, we did praise Ali McCoyst for the complete contrast of this the other week when he just absolutely loves watching us and watching football. Spend a bit of time together. They probably know each other from the Scotland setup, don't they, back in the day? I think Steve should go and have a have a month with Ali. Just try and get a little bit of a bit of zest for life back. And there we go. That wraps up propaganda for this week. More of it next week. Um, do we have Scousers next week? That should be a treat. <laughs> it just gets better? Worse. Better. better. It's getting better. Got me Dortmund. Look at his fort. <laughs> we'll see you in a bit. Look at his fort. Propaganda. Look at the fort. The Square Ball Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 